Spooky. Out of your system yet? Yeah, that's out of my system. Okay, good. That was fun. I, I enjoyed that. I kind of liked all the uh, spooky guttural sounds, <laughs> the hider real non-spooky guttural sounds. I just I love the idea of just having this this bed that we really don't acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have some more of the Saranac. You want some? Uh, no, I'm good. All right. So, Star Wars Rebels is back on the air okay tell me about it so we've talked about star wars rebels before it's the animated show on disney xd takes place before a new hope after episode three so one of the main characters is kenan jaros he's uh he was a padawan when order 66 went out he escaped, survived. Execute Order 66. Yes, yes. So now he is 35 to 40, probably 40-ish or so. And um, he's kind of doing odd jobs and, and occasionally fighting for the rights of the people type thing, but uh-huh. not really running a rebellion or anything like that. And they meet up with a ragtag crew of different people and there's this little orphan kid on a planet called Lothal who turns out to be Force-sensitive, and so he becomes kind of uh, Kanan's Padawan, or trainee. More like how Luke was a trainee to yeah. to Ben and whatnot, you know. And um, his name's Ezra. And uh, so in the first season, they're fighting some... They're in the outer, way out in the Outer Rim. They're fighting... Uh, there's Inquisitors, right, which are kind of like junior Sith Lords. Okay. Because there can only be like two Sith Lords, right? And Vader's one of them and the Emperor's the other one. So they hire these Inquisitors who have red lightsabers and typically... Well, actually, so the first Inquisitor died last season. And we're just introduced to the second Inquisitor this season. And they both have double-bladed lightsabers like Darth Maul. Except it, they're on a spinning uh, handhold thing. So, okay. So they get these like super lightsaber weapons greg's not interested so much in the details um it's, it's a fun show i mean i'm watching it with max right so i i have different expectations i'm having a good father-son time with the show but uh i think the stories are generally pretty good they're not goofy like the lego star wars like droids uh droid tales where so it's this like guy this main character who's Ezra is really the main character, but younger one still the yeah. Jedi or quasi Jedi. Yeah. They're going to have to die. I mean, it's the whole the whole point is that Luke was the new hope. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, it's about fifteen years before A New Hope, I think. Yeah, so I I think so. Like in season at the end of season one, they actually introduced Darth Vader, so like he's aware of these people. He's getting in season two. Season two is kind of more like an Empire Strikes Back where these guys lose ground, right? It's not going to be all happy and shiny. Mm-hmm. And um, Ashoka Tano's in it. Um, Lando's in the series, actually voiced by Billy D. Williams. Mm-hmm. Well, what else has he got to do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you got Lando, you got Ashoka. Uh, she was introduced kind of like as a reveal at the end of the season. And, Who's uh, so Ashoka? Who, who she is? was uh, Anakin's Padawan, that orange skinned girl, the little. She kind of left the Jedi Order. What are you talking about? I guess the... No, she was... 
Oh, she. This was all in the Clone Wars comic, okay. the Clone Wars TV show. Okay, yeah. Which filled in stuff between episodes two and three. Okay, it, it's part of the canon, but um, wasn't it? Didn't make it in the movie. So there's this whole the Clone Wars cartoon took place between episodes two and three, and uh, so I've, I've caught the Clone Wars comics. I didn't like them. Yoda Chronicles, which is a Lego Star Wars thing, is too slapsticky and goofy. And, well, it's uh, actually James Earl Jones doing Darth Vader. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it sounded good. I just didn't know if it was James Earl Jones or not. And um, it's uh, I, I like the show. Like I said, I think it's some of the best plot line and not goofy nonsense of anything that's outside of. I'm, I mean, you can. It's it's. Be- I'm not making fun of you for liking the show no. or anything. I, I would just. I was like. I had never heard of this character. I was like, what? Okay. What is that from? Oh, she's, I mean. Or what's her name? What's his name? Ashoka. Yeah. yeah, she's, uh, I mean, she's, it's a well-known character, but yeah, but it's not from any of the six movies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like, she left the Jedi. I, I, so I never really followed the whole Clone Wars story, but she left the Jedi Order, but she was Anakin's Padawan. And now in, and uh, there's a scene in. Does the Emperor appear in Rebels? Um, I think, I think through hologram, I think he was on a hologram, you know, like a, uh, cause, uh, so like the main, so the empire has had, okay. Yes. There is a Sam Witwer plays Emperor Palpatine. Anthony Daniels is in there as C-3PO in one episode. Frank Oz in there as Yoda in one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin is there yep. in three episodes, played by Steven Stanton, which because Peter Cushing is dead. Um, hmm. I, I like it. I, I mean, well, like I said, I'm watching it with Max, but I still think it's a good show. I, I think that it. Uh, I'm not saying it's not. It's covering some some good storylines and whatnot. It was funny, this episode we just watched today, they are on Friday, so Max and I watched it today. <laughs> Very predictable. Mm. Like, the, uh, so, the the main group, the, 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 the ragtag group, their ship is called the Ghost. And it's similar to the Millennium Falcon. You can, t- like, it's the same manufacturer. It's more faceted like a diamond, but it's still like a flat pancake type ship, you know? Okay. And um, it's called it's the Ghost. a Corellian cruiser. Yeah, I think it's Corellian or whatever. But anyway, you know, they're it's in orbit over the planet, right? And you can just tell, like, oh, here comes a star destroyer out of hyperspace. So it comes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I said to Max, a star destroyer just just came out of hyperspace. And like two seconds later, the captain of the ship's like, a star destroyer just came out of hyperspace. And then later on, uh, uh, Agent Callus, who was kind of like the 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 head of this. Uh, Empire, Imperial, Imperial uh, depat- detachment. He's like says so something like, "Oh, one of the the star destroyer captain asked him, you know, should we do an orbital orbital bombardment?" He's like, "No, we're gonna do a ground assault." Like, oh, they're gonna drop some ad ads. <laughs> and like next scene, there's the ad ads. I mean, the nice thing about animation is you so, can do whatever you want. You can, yeah, as long as you can draw it, you can do it. That's oh, where and, Rick and Morty gets its ability to yeah. do all these things. Is they just introduced so they, Ashoka, this you know this Jedi, you know, she had these guys go. They need to find some rebel bases, places for rebel bases. So she sent them to go see Captain Rex, the retired clone trooper, 
the main like the one main character Anakin's clone trooper, the guy with the blue. You don't watch. You haven't seen the original series or the episodes one, two, and three, and you probably don't want. They're not worth watching again. But um, so like the there's three clones that are like living on this planet, right? So they want to go meet them. So you got to meet you know kind of a tie in to some more living okay. Star Wars characters. Nothing was a great tie-in. Is Jar Jar in there? No Jar Jar. <laughs> not yet. Hopefully not. Um, okay, so you talked about this show. I can talk to you a little bit about Doctor Who then. They just recently... Uh, it's pretty good this year. Um, so you know... Do you know the uh, essential premise behind Doctor Who? It's. I mean, Rick and Morty is, as much as it is, um, Doc, and, uh, Doc and Marty, it's also kind of like Rick is Doctor Who just completely amoral. Okay. Doctor Who is uh basically a, a time traveling science wizard. Mm-hmm. He can uh he has a magic wand that can do whatever he wants it to do and he has a box that uh, can travel in time and space and is bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. It's a box mm-hmm. but you go inside and it's infinitely large on the inside. Okay. Sure. Uh but like I said, he's basically an immortal. He can, he can re, uh, he can regenerate, which is their way of getting somebody to play the character who's mm-hmm. a different actor. So they all play. So they're all the same character, just with different faces. And then, but that means that they also have slightly different personality quirks and stuff like that. But they all have the same sort of basic directive, uh, which is saving people essentially. Um. They recently did a two-parter with Massey Williams, who is, she is um, Arya in Game of Thrones. Okay. So she plays uh, this character who is who's originally this uh, girl in a Viking village who dies helping to save it. And then the doctor uses some uh, magic tech from the place to, to bring her back to life. But he realizes that that actually won't let her die. So... She becomes effectively immortal too, and then the next episode is about the consequences of that. And so, in the next episode, she's kind of lost all, all of her emotions and caring about people because she sees them as mayflies. And and the other thing about mm-hmm. it is, the Doctor is, is is an alien. He has a memory that can last that long. She doesn't have the memory that can, she doesn't even remember who she was. She remembers him, but she doesn't remember like what her name was. Right, right. She doesn't remember. She, she's written down stuff, and that's the only way she can remember things. Okay. So it's it's an interesting exploration of that idea. What if you could uh, take away your mortality? What would that do to you? And it really would kind of turn you into something that you're not. Yeah, I um, I subscribed to Doctor Who a while ago on my Usenet downloader thing. Never downloaded a single episode, um, so I thought it was just on hiatus. But I guess it's, the season's on now. So. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, maybe I, there, maybe it's like so. There's filters, right? You can do standard def for HD, and generally I like doing standard def because it looks good enough, and it's only a 300 meg for half an hour, good file size. Um, but maybe I need to flip it over to HD, and then I'll find them. The, the interesting thing about Doctor Who is that I, I would say that Doctor Who is not. It's not a good show. It's a show that can be almost anything. And so it can occasionally be absolutely excellent. It can occasionally be absolutely horrible. It's 
it doesn't have the kind of restraint that some other that, that better shows do in terms of, of throwing anything at the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also is made, I don't necessarily want to say for kids, but with kids in mind. Right. Uh, so it's more of a family show. Um, so it, if you take those and you, you understand that, then you know, you're not going to see blood and guts. You're not going to see a lot of uh, rude things. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're going to see some very, some very silly stuff. And as long as you you know go in with that expectation, I think you you'd like it fine. I think that the, the episode to really to watch that gives you an idea, a really great idea of what the show is, is is from the fifth season, the first episode of the fifth season called the Eleventh Hour. That's the one that uh, that really gives a it's a it's a great statement on what the show is. But then you can watch from the there. fifth season. Is this modern or back in this the sixties? This is modern. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I'm talking about the fifth season of the modern incarnation. I, I would say that anything before the fifth season. Is really really hit and miss. It got a lot better. The production values got better. The writing got better. The acting got better from fifth season on. There were still clunkers and still really just pieces of sh- piece of shit story. Any time you have Doctor Who, you're going to get you get wildly uh, <laughs> episodes of wildly different quality. Some that are excellent. Some that are just got awful. So it is kind of a crapshoot in some sense. But the advantage is that you get to see stories that you really wouldn't see anywhere else. The sort of concepts taken to limits that that, that okay. you don't see. And so it's kind of, you know, Rick and Morty took that DNA and infused that with some really good storytelling mojo. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you get uh, you get what you get, which is amazing. <laughs> I mean, but I'm so happy that you started to watch Rick and Morty because I knew you were going to like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm glad I could binge yeah. first season and a half. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I could have, you know, I, it was just, it, it's a great binge-worthy show. And, uh, and then now in serious withdrawal. Oh, woo-wee. Oh, woo-wee, year and a half. <laughs> Probably longer. <laughs> you might remember me from the episode. <laughs> um. Hmm. Beerfrost.com. Yep. I guess that's uh, that's enough for for a Sunday show, don't you think? I think so. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Hope that we entertained you enough this uh, <laughs> this week. We <Way> back. <laughs> Greg entertained himself. That's for sure. I was very entertained. I am hopeful that you. Oh, should we do Amazon Anonymous? Should we look for see if there's any we, Halloween stuff? We just did one. But yesterday. should we look for any Halloween stuff? Mm, we'll do that. Next what if time. someone tuned in just because they wanted to hear it? Well, then they're going to be <laughs> disappointed. They're going to be disappointed, aren't they? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. Thanks. <laughs>